0: Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10:30am every Sunday. First of all, we just want to talk about the world, first of all. So if you asked um, in schools or in the streets, you probably get this reply. The world says there is no difference in men and women.
1: And that women can do absolutely everything a man can do. There's no need for men, really.
0: And, me- and men can do everything that women can do.
1: But it's not true, is it? I mean, it's patently not true.
0: So if you just look at us, he's a man. <laughs> And I'm a woman, just to clarify that. <laughs> and we're different. I'm not talking about his lack of hair and my hair. That's something different. But we are different. If Peter, and this is all hypothetical, this next bit, if Peter walked down the high street on a nice sunny day with no T-shirt on, I don't think many people would stop and take a second glance at him, really. I would, but others would
1: <laughs> Probably they'd look the other way. But if Pamela walked down the high street with no top on on a, uh, on a sunny day... Um, she probably would get a lot more attention than I would doing the same thing. Okay. Matthew is now <laughs> cringing at the <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> <And I> don't, <laughs>
0: don't worry, that's it now, Matthew, you don't have to cringe anymore, darling. I've got to compliment you now. I gave birth to two lovely children. One of them who's sitting in front of us and I looking really embarrassed about what his mum and dad are talking. The other one who may be listening online, swanning around, skiing around in the beautiful sunshine in the French Alps.
1: Well, although Pamela gave birth to the children, she didn't have all the equipment that was required to make them in the first place. And I had something to do with our children. He's now really embarrassed. <laughs> so,
0: But just on that point, women, if you're going to have a child, a little tip for you... If don't cut your nails, because obviously, you are going through, childbirth is painful, and you may want your, um, your husband to feel a bit of that pain, so don't cut your nails, so then you can actually dig your nails right into his hand, and he can feel some of the pain that you're going through as well. I didn't realise, I didn't do it deliberately, but afterwards he said, you really hurt me, and I went, what do you mean I really hurt me? He said, you dug your nails into me, so just as a sideline there for you women, if you want a little to get your own back, then that's what you do,
1: don't cut your nails. When it came to Matthew, I delivered it so i didn't have to deal with any of that which was great so um, if um, you were to create a sports team and uh, you took everybody in the uk and you wanted to make the best sports team you could the likelihood is that you'd probably have a predominantly male team because in general men would be faster and stronger so if you're trying to do something that's more athletic. In the main, you will probably choose more men for that team.
0: But that doesn't mean they have all the beauty or the brains. If you're looking for the best teacher or the doctor or an actor or a cleaner or an office worker, sex has no
1: relevance. And this doesn't make one superior to the other. It just means that men and women have some different attributes. We are all created in God's image. If you read the beginning of Genesis, God says, I created you in my own image. If we read in Galatians, Galatians 3, we are both, male and female, heirs of eternal life. There is no difference between the male and the female when we come to that.
0: This is the same in marriage. There may be different functions, we don't always do the same thing, because if we both did the same things, then other things would never happen, and then that wouldn't lead to very successful marriage. But there is no hierarchy.
1: So, we've been working through Colossians, and today we get to Colossians 3, verses 18 and 19. Verse 18 may be one of the verses that has been most abused by men for the last 2,000 years. And uh, we want to speak into that today because there's a lot of misunderstanding of these two verses. So um, I think we're nearly getting there with the tech. I think we're creating some problems today. Um, it's not your it's fault. Right,
0: okay, so um, what we, the, the, the passage we're going to speak from is um, Galatians 3, um, verses 18 and 19. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord.
1: And husbands, love your wives. Don't be harsh with them. So that's what it says. Men, I want you to get your Bibles and scribble out the line about your wives submitting to you. That's not written for you.
0: And women, equally, you can scribble out the the line about your husbands being harsh. That was
1: not written for you. Headship. It's a really contentious point, isn't it? If you've been in church for any period of time, at some point you'll have ended up in a conversation somewhere or listening to something that is all about headship and about the man being the head in marriage. And I want to say very clearly, this is not about superiority. It's nothing to do with superiority. Now, we'd love to show a little video at this point. So in two minutes, we could have this video. Um, That's all right.
0: You can't get the staff nowadays, can you?
1: (laughs) So uh, the video that we want to show is, uh, is a little clip from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And uh, it talks about headship in this film. So in the film, you have the head of the family, the man. So who,
0: who's seen? Who's seen? My big All right, so quite a few, Fair few of
1: you. So you've you've got the head of the family, and he's a bit of a buffoon, isn't he? And uh, he sprays Windex on everything to make it healed. And he reckons he understands language brilliantly and can derive any word back into the Greek. And he's head of this Greek family. And uh, although he's the head, he doesn't lead in the slightest. And um, so I'm looking across to see if we can get this little bit of video. Ah, it's coming on the screen behind us. Thank you so that bit in the film I think is a really crunch bit in the film for the uh, the daughter and um, the thing about that is there's some element of truth to it but there's also um, an element of untruth in what is said the neck turns the head now if you're Northern Irish Pamela turns my head if you, and that means that she gets on my nerves, if you're in Northern Ireland, in a nice way. Um, but, but actually, she does turn my head in a good way. I'm really glad that she does. She makes me appreciate things that I wouldn't otherwise appreciate. Pamela gets me to see perspectives that I wouldn't have otherwise seen, because she gets me to turn my head. She gets me to look at other things that I wouldn't have, have looked at. But the lady in this video, she says it in such a way that actually it doesn't matter about the men because you're really in charge. And actually, I don't think that bit's true either. So, um, so we want to look at this bit slightly differently. Um, the headship, as I said, doesn't denote superiority. It's all about Judgment. And that sounds really weird, doesn't it? But it's all about judgment. And I, I want to talk um, in a moment about the historical content and, and, uh, and just talk about how it talks about judgment in this verse. Um, first of all, Pamela's just going to read the bit from Ephesians, which is very similar and written by Paul as well.
0: For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. I'm just going to read that again because I think it's a verse that many of us will have read a lot of times but perhaps not really taken in. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body. The church.
1: So, as I say, this is one of the verses that's been misconstrued, just like the one in Colossians and one in Galatians, um, all written by Paul, and um, it's led to people saying, "Well, Paul is a misogynist, um, and that he um, he's pro male, anti female, mm-hmm. and that's what the church stands for." And I want to say today that is not true. What these verses are about is about judgment, as I've said. If we look back into the beginning of the Bible, Adam is judged for Eve's sin. So Eve eats the apple, and then she persuades Adam to eat the apple. But God's judgment is on Adam. Adam has to pay the price for Eve's sin. So there was a judgment there, not on what he led but on him for what happened and husbands it says will be judged for their household so this um, passage from Ephesians says Christ died for the church his bride and in the same way husbands It says, wives, submit to your husbands. And that isn't about submitting from the, you'll do everything that I say. This is all about the fact that the husband will be judged for what happens in that family unit, in that household. And that might be bad news for some of you guys. But that's what this is talking about. And that's what Paul was talking about. However, there is a key to this.
0: The key is the key is um, from the verse previously in Ephesians, Ephesians five twenty one, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And in my notes here, we've highlighted one another out of reverence for Christ. Why are we doing it? Out of reverence for Christ.
1: So this is about each other. And I want to just talk about the historical context of the time. So at the time, women were rebelling against men. Men had been in charge for a long time. And in the cities of Colossae and Ephesus, the women were turning around and saying, how dare you as men say you're in charge? This is not acceptable. We understand as Christians that we are equal and we will not stand for this anymore. And so you, you be gone, you're not in charge, go away, I'm going to run this thing. And this is what the women were saying to the men and Paul is speaking into that scenario. So the bit in Galatians 3 says this,
0: for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith for as many of you as were baptized into Christ and have put on Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither slave nor free there is no male and female for you are all one in Christ Jesus I'm just going to read that again for in Christ you are all sons of God through faith For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus.
1: Paul is wanting to address some balance here. Far from being misogynistic, He's actually saying there is full equality of men and women. That we are all equal before Christ. It doesn't matter about what your sex is, we are all there before God. And uh, if you read um, some of the more modern writing, um, it uses a term called complementarianism and uh, talks about the male and the female within marriage bringing different things. And they complement each other to make both stronger than the individual parts. And some people have said, well, complementarianism is all about the men being in charge. And actually uh, the men um, being the head and actually the woman submitting. And I want to say that's not true. It's a two-way thing. The only difference is that God says he will judge the men in the same way that he says in Peter that I will be judged more harshly because I sit here at the front and teach you. That's something that happens in heaven, I don't understand it. But what I do know is that there is no difference. Pamela and I, one is not above the other in our marriage. There is no difference. There is no hierarchy. So what? What difference does this make to any of you? How does it change us, Pamela?
0: Okay. Um, I'm just going to draw a few thoughts as a as a woman and as a wife. Um, but first of all, I just want to a couple of things that. Um, there's a read in my commentary it says um submit um, to your husbands." It doesn't say obey and i think that that can sometimes be quite um quite a big thing there that actually the scripture says that you submit to your husband it does not say obey so for example if peter said to me right i want you to go and stand out there in front of that uh, middle of the road till a car comes along am i going to do that I know I'm silly sometimes, I'm not that silly, but actually, so I've got my wisdom and God-given wisdom, and um, so I don't have to obey him in things that's going to put myself or um, that in danger. So I think, again, that's really important just to take as a simple word, but actually there's a difference between submitting um, and obeying. And also in scripture, and I think that's what we want to to really say today, this what we're saying here. We w- don't want you to hear what we're saying. We want you to say what is said in Scripture. Because actually, as a Christian couple, as a Christian husband and wife, that's what we want to do: is, is live by the Scripture um and um that often goes against what the world teaches us um, i have lots of contacts with, in lots of different contexts um with uh, with women and particularly in, in in the form of sport and things and and uh, there is a very different feeling out there in the world about what the world says my role should be and what i should and shouldn't do but we always want to come back to what it says um in the bible and um and it talks there about respecting the leadership of your husband and I, I respect that Peter is the head of our household. He's the head um, over, over myself and over Chloe and over Matthew. And um, that actually, sometimes that might be that might be hard. Um, you know, we might, as women, sometimes think, well, actually, um, I uh, I don't want to do that. Or but leading under a heavenly. Um, leadership of a, of a heavenly husband, then um, then I, uh, as a Christian wife, I view that that's what I should do. And on the other side of that, there's an actual, there's um, a freedom because actually that I know, as Peter's already said, that in the end that it would be Peter that will be judged more harshly um, as he is the head of our household. So as a woman then, that gives me a bit of freedom that actually I won't be the one that is, that is, um, that is judged harshly, but actually, but as a, if I follow the Bible, I need to respect the leadership of my husband in our marriage. And for some of you, and later on we'll come back to particular people we want to pray for, for some of you, that might be hard. <clears throat> um, without any judgment, it, the, you may find it hard to respect the leadership of your husband, some of you may be married to, to, to husbands who are not within this, this church or within another ch- church at all, and you may find that it's hard to respect the leadership of your husband. And, um, and that's one group of people that we'd like to pray for um, at the end. But um, um, So, yeah, so basically we want to fit in with what the Lord says and evaluate everything in Christ. So everything that we do in our marriage we want to be able to evaluate it in Christ. Are we doing what God wants us to do? The decisions we're making in our marriage, the decisions we're making for our children, the decisions we're making about our future. Are we fitting that in and evaluating that in what Christ would want us to do? We are different. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. And I think as a woman sometimes that can be harder um, than of men. But actually, we need to come back to what it says in scripture, that actually, we are all one in Christ Jesus. There may be small competitions in our house when it comes to a game or something like that there, but actually, um, not, I'm not competitive at all.
1: I don't, no. know what, I don't know what
0: Sarah Chalk is sniggling about there in the corner, um, but um, there is, uh, you know, there's no, and there's no control. Peter does not control me. I'm not a little robot that Peter puts on a stand and pulls my strings, and um, And and tells me what I do and don't need to do. We are a partnership. Marriage is about partnership.
1: Yeah, that's fine. That's great. Before I waffle on. So equally, men, cherish your wives. Cherish them. Put them first. Taking a dominant position doesn't actually do that. Expecting your wife to do all the housework or the cooking or the doing everything with the kids, that does not honour your wives. Equally, you need to lead in a way that protects your family. Forsaking all others, I think, is a phrase we probably prayed when we got married, most of us. For many of us, the obey came out, didn't it? But actually, forsaking all others stays in there, and it is biblical, Men, you need to forsake all others for your wives and that includes you forsaking yourself for your wife, putting them first before your needs, before your expectations. That means you put your wife before your children. These are hard things to do. But actually, as you do it, you'll see a change in the balance. And I want to encourage you today to seek a godly balance once again, because I think it will make a massive difference to you in your marriages and in your families.
0: So, just in conclusion, there's nothing better than whenever we're living by God's way, is there? Whenever we try to do things our own way or in our own strength. That's whenever things start to go wrong. And there's no difference in that, in our individual lives or in our married lives. If we wanna do things right, we do it God's way. We don't do it our way. We don't do it in our own strength. We do it in God's strength. And I've really, this week as we prepared this, I um, have had a real stirring in my spirit. I love marriage and I'm a real uh, ambassador for marriage and um, today I feel that um, God wants to come and he wants to move in people's hearts. You may already know as we've spoken that there are some cracks in your marriage. I'm not a DIY person but I'm sure Nathan or Sarah would tell me that a little tiny crack in a ceiling or in a wall is much easier to replace than if the wall or the ceiling comes crashing down. And that's what we just really want this morning, that, that we've got a real um, stirring in the spirits. So actually, people here or people watching online who know that there are cracks in their marriage. You know that as we've talked through these scriptures, that actually your marriage isn't weighing up to these scriptures. And really what we want to say is this morning, don't leave here without prayer. We're not, it's not, um, there's no condemnation we just want people to have the marriages that God had planned for them to be. So we just really like to encourage you at the end, come forward to have prayer. Don't leave here. God knows what your marriage is like. I don't know what a lot of your marriages are like, but God knows. He doesn't need you, but he needs you to, to actually stand up and say, okay, yes, we have this problem. Maybe as a woman, you are the one who's taken the lead in your house, uh, household in times whenever it isn't Right? Perhaps that's something that you, need to, that you need to come forward and have prayer with. You might need to say sorry to your husband. Husbands, you might need to say sorry to your wives because you haven't been loving them as Christ loves the church. So please come forward. And the other people that I just have really felt in my spirit this week as well is actually those of you who perhaps have been in marriages where a lot of this biblical truth has not been acted out in practice. And perhaps you're still carrying wounds You may have got married again, you may still be single, but we just feel you may be carrying things from the past that actually you need God to come and to heal those cracks, to heal those wounds, so you can actually be able to move forward in him. So if we could just perhaps ask the word.
1: No, it's just one other bit that I just wanted to mention was just the um, the singles in the room. And uh, I don't want you to hear that um, marriage is a higher calling. Mm. We are all equal in Christ, it says, Mm. male or female. And uh, actually, for some of you, being single is far harder than it would be being uh, in, um, in a marriage. And um, for some of you, it's probably easier than the difficult marriages perhaps you've been in. And uh, I just want to encourage you today um, that if you're single, you are no less. In fact, Paul says it's a higher calling. It's actually a more difficult thing. And actually, you might need some prayer because actually, this is this is an issue for you. And uh, please don't think that we've said anything today that says um, we've got this thing sorted, and that you need to emulate what we've done, because that's not true. We want you to emulate Christ.
0: Okay. So just if we could just have the worship band back up, and just as they, as we sing this last song just yeah just let what we said penetrate in and if there are things in your spirit and um, that you feel you need to come forward please don't leave um, this morning without having some prayer